Welcome to another episode of Off the Fence. Uh, I'm taking a break from... I was supposed to go to space, and uh, so that's why I'm wearing my NASA sweatshirt If I would have known when you bought that, that you would have to introduce it every time you wore it, I would probably have... um, recommended that it go back on the hanger. This is official. I have an American flag on my shoulder. Babe. My arm. I'm so proud of you. You yeah. worked really hard for that. So so just <laughs> I I felt like it was time to let folks know that I mean I You're a man of many talents. Yeah. And one of them is uh finding cheap t shirts or sweatshirts. So you're really good at that. Yeah. It looks nice. I love the color on you. Hey, if you're uh, if you're right now getting impatient that we're not getting to the subject, uh, this episode is for you. <laughs> I talk live about, in impatience. You do? Uh, I want to talk about waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a story. I've, I think I shared this in a sermon a long time ago. Uh, there were a bunch of complaints at the Houston airport. Uh, and the Houston airport, uh, people were frustrated specifically about how long they had to wait for their baggage. Mm-hmm. They, uh, in fact, it was the way it was. They would get off their their plane. They would go to baggage claim. It would take them about a minute to walk to baggage claim, and then they would just sit there and you know stare. Stew. Like we've all done yeah. this, where you just stare and you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, thinking and, the worst. Like my bag is probably on its way to a different country right, right now. Right. And uh, so complaints really were bad, like consistently bad, where they would have to stand there for seven minutes plus just waiting, waiting, waiting. So the, like, the executives were like, or the folks in charge were going, well, how do we fix this problem? Mm-hmm. And how they fixed it is brilliant and, and annoying at the same time. What they did was they created a longer distance between the gate and the baggage claim. Mm-hmm. They literally made the people... They didn't fix how fast uh, the bags were getting put on the carousel. They made people walk further, Mm -hmm. and the complaints dramatically dropped. Like, Do you know what this reminds me of? When you're driving and there's a long stoplight, and so people will go a different way or cut through a parking lot, which is illegal. But that happens because it may actually take you longer, but you feel like you're doing something. Like brain science is fascinating. We're just a bunch of very interesting people. We hate waiting. Most most people. I, I think there's something in us that it, I would say hate it. We, it's a discipline that most mm-hmm. people lack because I think mm-hmm. waiting is a discipline, mm-hmm. and uh, it's something that most people are not just born with. Especially when it's personal to you, whatever you're waiting for. I mean, I, I might be able to say, sure, I have no problem waiting for. Uh, a tornado to come. I don't want one to come. I mm-hmm. like wait as long as, mm-hmm. but it, when it's like I want um, to see someone, it's mm-hmm. it changes. Mm-hmm. So bring that up because I think uh, when we're trying to figure out what to do with our lives, we're trying mm-hmm. to figure out all that stuff. We we often don't wait long enough, mm-hmm. um, or we don't wait well. And so I want to take people to Numbers chapter nine. I believe this is an example. Of multiple things, but the, what I want to extract from this is I think this is an example of God trying to teach people to wait on him. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read it. It's a, it's a big passage, but I'm going to read it. So uh, put your listening ears on. Numbers 9, 15 through 23. On the day the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered it. But from evening 
until morning, the cloud over the tabernacle looked like a pillar of fire. This was the regular pattern at night. The cloud that covered the tabernacle had the appearance of fire. Whenever the cloud lifted from the sacred tent, the people of Israel would break camp and follow it, the cloud. And wherever the cloud settled, wherever it stopped, the people of Israel would set up camp right there. In this way, they traveled and camped at the Lord's command wherever he told them to go. Then they remained in their camp as long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle. For just for a second, so we don't get lost in this. The cloud, when it moved, they went. When it stopped, they stopped. Mm -hmm. Then it gets into details. If the cloud remained over the tabernacle for a long time, the Israelites stayed and performed their duty to the Lord. Sometimes the cloud would stay over the tabernacle for only a few days. So the people would stay for only a few days, as the Lord commanded. Then at the Lord's command, they would break camp and move on. Sometimes the cloud stayed only overnight and lifted the next morning, mm -hmm. like 10 to 12 hours stay. That's it. But day or night, when the cloud lifted, the people broke camp and moved on. Whether the cloud stayed over the tabernacle for two days, a month, or a year, the people of Israel stayed in camp and did not move on, but as soon as it lifted, they broke camp and moved on. So they camped or traveled at the Lord's command, and they did whatever the Lord told them through Moses. Hmm. One of my favorite parts is, whether the cloud stayed above the tabernacle for two days, a month, or a year. Mm -hmm. So imagine, okay, here's your job. Your only job primarily is wherever that cloud goes, you go. Mm -hmm. And here's the examples yet, because most of us would be like, well, when's it going? Yeah. <laughs> when's it, when is it going to move? Look and, at the weather app. Yep. And some of us would try to track that. Like, mm -hmm. we'd be like, well, it seems to move every two days, or it seems to move every week. Once mm -hmm. a week, cool. I'm going to plan my life mm -hmm. around that two-day move or that week move. What's brilliant of God is sometimes it would move every 10 to 12 hours. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it would move every two days. Sometimes it would move a week, a year. That would mess with us. Mm -hmm. Because you just want to do what God wants. You want to move. You, but so every day you would wake up mm -hmm. and look for the cloud and it didn't move or it moved. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lesson in there. Are you willing to wait mm -hmm. for the cloud to move? If you want uh, to build your, your relational muscles with God, where you, you're like in this trust era of him, mm -hmm. It's not about where do I go, where do I go. It's funny because I was just asking some people, like, should I go? Should I go to this? Should I do this? And and sometimes it, one of the most powerful faith steps is to just wait, even though you might think, I think I might. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should cancel this, choose this, go to get this job, uh, go, go um, investigate that. And sometimes it's like, chill, just chill. Well, because I think movement is often an avoidance tactic, but we trick ourselves <laughs> into thinking that it's productivity, uh, even if even if really there's no end to it. Because sometimes I think the Lord says, start walking this out and you don't even know where you're going. But a lot of times standing still and waiting is is a really good option, but we don't like to let things percolate or just rest. We don't like to be crockpots. And... Um, I think, I think you're right. I think that there's so much wisdom in standing still because when we start moving and we don't know where we're going, we can get reckless as well. And so I, I love that analogy. And from a person who battles being able to be patient, 
about almost anything. It's really becoming apparent the older I get. I think I could mask it pretty well for a long time. Uh, and so what we're even working through, why am I so impatient? Like, what is it about the scenario or about just my perspective on life? And I love that they give us such a powerful example. They, they didn't do everything perfectly even then, but they gave us such a good example of walking out and trusting the Lord and waiting. You got to be connected for that. Yeah. It's because there's, uh, control, there's mm-hmm. fear, mm-hmm. there's boredom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes you ever have that conversation with someone that you don't know very well and it kind of hits this lull mm-hmm. and you're not okay with just being there, be, just mm-hmm. being around and, and waiting. I think sometimes it happens with God where we don't know necessarily, well, I got to talk to him, so I'm going to say this and this and this yeah. and this and this and this. Okay, I said all the things, I did all the, all the requests, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go do something else now yes. rather than just wait there, just mm-hmm. sit there. And I, I think it's uh, all of us battle with this, and that's why I think it was worth bringing up, oh, yeah. uh, that we'll have a tendency to think life is about chasing the next thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, the lessons I've had to learn as a leader is the value of, of what we will call margin. Mm-hmm. It's probably a horrible term. It's probably such a like Greco-Roman or American thing. Just to say, I, I do this with my time, and so I've got this margin mm-hmm. time, which always feels like, when I say margin, what I don't like it is, it feels like I'm saying extra time. Sure. Uh, but what I've found out is is, is, is in the margin, in, in the waiting space, mm-hmm. is often some of the, the most profound moments I'm having mm-hmm. that affect the other moments to where the way, the way my job works is there's always things to do people to see there, there's mm-hmm. it just never stops there's mm-hmm. no there's no like you know what it's it's all it's all done it's all <laughs> all the things are done yeah so the art of of putting something to another day and waiting allowing some waiting and margin mm-hmm. i just yeah it's it's been a hard lesson for me I, I think it is a hard lesson. And we've been talking because I have a trusted friend who asked me a few weeks ago. We were just, um, I, what's the best way to say it? I, I think just reviewing our last few months. How, how are, how's life? How are things going? And she asked me, are you ever bored? Do you ever allow yourself to be bored? To have enough almost free thinking space and time where you don't know what to do? Uh and we were talking in the context of I just had a, a few very heavy meeting weeks where I'm going just from one thing to another and not really resting resting my body or my soul. Like, I'm just not. And uh, it really made me reflect and think a lot about we can be better stewards of time if we do create space where during this time, I'm going to spend time just praying and listening to the Lord. That's active, but it's 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 a rest though. You're resting, um, but I'm in the process right now, and it is painful of reworking my calendar to be able to have margin time that is intentional. And I've got to earmark it, but that doesn't have to be what it, it might be a hike, or it might be just spending time in prayer, or it might be writing a note to somebody. Um, there's so much power in in that posture of just however it looks, just resting and not not jumping to the next thing because 
what God can do in that time that you just sit and rest uh, is so powerful. And you miss it if you just are going so fast that you speed right by. Yeah, we, uh, one of my main coach in, in my life that helps me uh, just think through a lot of stuff was he, he, he said uh, most people find a model with life uh, that works for them. And then, mm-hmm. so then we just work that strategy. Yeah. We just, um, so here's what you, you, you put your pieces in place mm-hmm. or some might say the pieces were put into place for you. And mm-hmm. so you got your model, you got your thing, mm-hmm. your strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think parenting. So our kids are doing this, this is the school they go to, and this is the thing they're a part of. And, mm-hmm. and so you put it and then you just work that strategy. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is that probably means you're not going to have, um, margin time. Mm-hmm. Because you're 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 working something. Mm-hmm. You're uh, where there in the old days, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the sun and would dictate so much. Like when mm-hmm. the sun would go up, mm-hmm. you'd work. But when it would go down, it's like, all right, we're done. Yeah, um, we're gonna be bored for we're gonna be bored because because mm-hmm. just because the sun went down doesn't mean that we're all just tired and we're just mm-hmm. gonna go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And I I think there's a lost discipline if if someone listening right now is just um, it could be you're super fatigued and you're just you're near, basically nearly burnt out. That that should show you that you're probably not good at having times of waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if if God has asked you to do nothing, here, maybe better. If God's not right now going, here's the next hill for you to climb. Mm-hmm. Here's the project that you need to do, or then sometimes the best, most spiritual thing you can do is nothing, hmm. is to sit down on the couch and read a book. Mm-hmm. Um, play with your kids with no agenda, nothing. I really struggle these days is put my phone down. It's not that I'm working. I just, I don't want to wait. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the sense like I, I want to play with the kids, but then have this other kind of source of entertainment that's filling the gap mm-hmm. between when the next time one of our kids is going to be like, hey, dad, um, watch this or. And, or supper's ready or, or whatever. Supper's yeah. like, so it's, yeah. it fills all of these what would have been quiet mm-hmm. or still moments. Um, it's like a maximization yeah, desire or something. Uh, where there's this constant, oh, this is time I could do this mm-hmm. rather than what about pre-selecting, I'm going to select a board time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It seems like so anti-American, but I think it's, it's spiritual that these folks think about their day where they didn't know if God was going to move them in 10 hours mm-hmm. or in 10 months. Mm-hmm. They had no idea. So their life was all about, what's God want us to do? Oh, it looks like he wants us to just kind of be here today. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know if that resonates with with a bunch of people, but well, I love it because it requires connection to the Lord. And like we've both both evidenced, um, even just now, people around us that can help us go. Hey, I'm noticing this about your life, or hey, I've learned this, and I want to encourage you to try it out too. I love that because that's God's heart too, is for us to be connected to Him and connected to other people, and then just trying it out because. Life is so fluid, but having opportunities or a mindset of, I want to try to find space today to just sit and be, 
You actually did that last night, and I was so proud of you. You got home from from a very long day, and it's been a very long few weeks, so very busy and a lot of things going on. Um, and you said, I'm just going to sit. I'm just going to sit for a minute. And I think we all need to do that. Um, yeah. And the just what it can do for us is so worth it. Yeah, I, I, I have to admit, like, I, I haven't just this this year's been I'm, I'm not going to blame it on anyone. I am in control. I, I get a, I, I get, I'm in control. I, I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is I know that I can affect a lot of things in my life, but um, yeah, yesterday I was just, it, it hit me. I got home and for about an hour I sat on our couch and I mean, I didn't get emotional about it. It just, and I let myself be bored even though, yeah, there were, there were emails, there were texts. There, uh, there's a lot of stuff, but um, I I grew up in the church, and I, me- I remember a story of um, it's classic of, of Jonah mm-hmm. and the whale, um, and so I, this story where God says, uh, "Jonah, I want you to do this." No, I don't want to do that. So he runs from God, and it's pretty much I make a movie out of this, mm-hmm. right? Like this. Mm-hmm. So a fish. It's a whole. Read the story. He, they get thrown overboard because there's a storm, gets swallowed by a fish, fish spits him out, and then he eventually goes to Nineveh and preaches the gospel and all that. Um, I think a lot of us as Christians are constantly looking for these Nineveh moments where God's like, do this, all right, I'm going to do this. It's going to be gonna, awesome. Yeah. I'm going to sacrifice this, and I'm going to, we're going to, yeah. And and what I'm learning is, I'm 44, is the list is actually pretty short of Nineveh moments. But the list is long of moments where God's like, I wish you just sat down hmm. and waited for the cloud. It's like the beauty of an ordinary day. My mom hmm. and I had a conversation years ago, and I like locked into it. Just there's something really special about the ordinary, too, about God's faithfulness and um, presence in not necess- not just the hilltop moments, but really um, being thankful and grateful and ready to accept just ordinary days and moments of, of rest. I think about even there are times where I'll have a phone call and so I'll go in my car for it because the acoustics are great and I don't have to hold the phone Uh, and I'll go sit at a park and then after the phone conversation is done, I'll just go sit like at a chair at the park and just look, watch. I always forget to bring something to feed the geese, but uh, just give yourself some grace and some space. Some permission. Yeah. And see what the Lord does. Um, and some of it, I will tell you though, I think one of the greatest, um, obstacles of us doing this too, though, is we don't like being alone in our thoughts in the quiet. And so we don't, maybe there's something we're avoiding dealing with within our own heart or mind or something that we know the Lord is inviting us to do that we don't want to do like Jonah and Nineveh. (laughs) Um, but, but just like be willing to jump into that and and trust that the Lord will not leave you, uh, and um, I yeah I think there's so much power in that because I'm one of those people that I stay busy for a long time because I didn't want to have to reconcile what was going on in my head and my heart. I didn't want to have to deal with people or things that I was avoiding, and so staying busy was was really helpful for me. Um, but just because you're busy doesn't mean you're being productive or living a life that you want to. And so like, it's almost turning around and going back and getting that stuff and letting the Lord move through it and being able to have find rest, true rest. And that's what that's, that's important to him. 
Yeah, if you're a Christian, sometimes you wrestle with, am I listening to God? Am I doing what God wants? Mm -hmm. Am I doing what God wants? Trust them that he'll make sure that you know that. (laughs) And if you're not doing what God wants you to do, trust that his spirit Mm -hmm. will convict you. Mm -hmm. Like you, you will... You will clearly know that you are disobeying God. And if you don't have that conviction, it's likely God saying, hey, go play. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Go just, go be. Yeah. And I'll make sure you know when the cloud moves. Yeah. I hope this gives some folks some permission um, that maybe the most spiritual thing you could do today is something that many might call boring. (laughs) Um, Don't just veg and numb. That's not this. Right, right. Like in the scripture, it even talked about how they, they continue to do the, the, the work of the Lord. They mm-hmm. continue to be about uh, what God had asked them to do, but mm-hmm. they worshiped, they stayed connected to God. Mm-hmm. They, so in us, like, how does that work for us is like, they still were praying and singing to God mm-hmm. and learning about God mm-hmm. as they waited, but they were doing their businesses. Yeah and their recreation and their family leadership they they had a they were going we're going to we're going to chill mm-hmm. and God will let us know so hopefully that gives some folks some permission that um, God loves you enough to know that you and I we all need um, uh, less super bowl moments right yeah. and and a go lot chiefs. of yeah go chiefs <laughs> but this this weight so yeah. um because I think he knows that staying and waiting is actually something that probably requires more faith and trust hmm. than Amen. go, 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 and you just feel good about yourself because you're going. Yeah. So um, let God work on that with you. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, um, and, uh, and may you wait well. Ah. <laughs> that stresses me out, but wait, I'm going to try it. Wait well. Invite friends in to help, though. You know, Hayden just told us that he has some areas of his life that he wants to work on, just tackle. He felt pressed by the Lord and and committed wants to commit to just making some healthy changes. And he invited people in to help. And already somebody held him accountable for... He brought a pop into the dorm, and his yeah. friend was like, hey, you didn't want to drink pop. Throw that away. Yeah. Um I think for waiting too, sometimes we need help. Don't be afraid to ask somebody to go, hey, yeah. will you will you help me walk this out? Yeah. Um, I don't be shy about inviting somebody to you need walk accountability. It out with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Friends that will say, Hey, I think you're forcing that. Yes. Or you're too busy and yeah. it's not good for you. Yeah. Stop it. Yep. Yeah. All right. Here's your permission. You're allowed to wait on the Lord. We love you very much. Thanks for listening. Bye.